Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health concerns using the labs you already have. Your doctor might tell you your blood work is normal, but I'm here to teach you a better way. If you're a doctor or a health coach and anything in between, there's one for you too. Go grab your free blood work and supplement cheat guide so you can learn how to read your labs yourself. Plus, come join me for the free three-day live what your normal labs really tell you challenge every fourth week of the month with the last one in May. Download your cheat guides and register here at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas and Nutribiome. Systemic Formulas, the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. In fact, when I discovered Systemic Formulas, not only did my patients get faster results, but it made my life easier too. Instead of ordering from a handful of companies, I use 95% SF products. They're top of the line quality with the best lab west of the Mississippi. They're pure, potent, and they get results. In fact, I recommend you follow their Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Jump inside their Facebook group and put my name into the search bar. You'll discover multiple videos of me teaching you labs, products, and even business tools. Everybody can join the Instagram, but practitioners, the Facebook group is just for you. Also, the man who's behind the Systemic Formulas products, Dr. Shane Morris, is launching a new line of supplements designed to take your microbiome to the next level. And it's not just probiotics. He has specific prebiotics designed to feed the probiotics. Oh, and anybody can order them too. Learn more and order soon at mybiome.com. M-Y-B-Y-O-M-E.com. And last but not least, are you a practitioner looking to improve your online presence, but it's overwhelming thinking about building a website, connecting it to a funnel, and then having it all actually make money? Let Tara help you take your dream and make it a reality. She's been the driving force behind my entire website and mastermind, my entire online business. Tara can help you build yours too. She's got brand new packages designed to help you grow your business and future-proof it. With over 20 years of experience in the online business consulting and website mastery world, she's your girl. Go check her out at terraconsultinginc.com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Whether you have a diagnosis or you don't, I don't care. I will teach you how to get to the root causes of those problems, those health concerns by your normal labs. So if you've enjoyed anything or felt empowered or learned anything from the podcast, please shoot a review on your favorite podcast listening app. Those reviews are the best compliment I can receive, but they are also very helpful for people to find more information and find this avenue of information. Today's guest is Dr. Schaefer. She is an oncologist and associate of medicine, but more importantly, she is the founder of the Dr. Connect movement. Dr. Schaefer, tell us a little bit about this Dr. Connect movement. Dr. Kylie, thank you very much for having me. This is so exciting 
And um, the Dr. Connect movement is a home for open conversation around cancer, health, and wellness. So what I do, we level the playing field of knowledge around cancer research, health, wellness, to help people to make informed decisions so they can bravely build a better life and uh, have healthier and much better future. Yeah. Cancer is one of those words that you don't want to hear, right? And we all know somebody who has been impacted by cancer. So we all need to go over to her platform. It's found on YouTube, the Dr. Connect movement, and I'll put all the details in the the show notes below. Um, But that is a great source. She also has a book coming out called Success Strategy. Tell us a little bit about that book. Uh, Success Strategy. A lot of times we hear word success and we think, what is this? So for success, it's everybody has different form of success, different level success, different interpretation of the success. But ultimately, if we look and evaluate what our goals in life and what can we do to make our life happier. So when I wrote the book, I thought, how can I contribute? And with over 26 years of experience, being an education and clinician, as well as work with a lot of trainees, I put a guide about professional and personal success. So in this guide, uh, we can learn how to improve and find out, for example, steps and what steps you can take it uh, for your success. Uh, I provide 15 steps, but I would like to share Three steps, if it's okay with you. We always need three steps on how to be more successful, whatever that means for us. Right. So one is we prioritize backward. So we decide whatever is the priority, we make the decision, and we work sort of backward. And then we identify what's our final ultimate goal, and then we see where we are, And that's how we make steps forward. So it's called prioritize backward. Second is, I call it, go to your resilient spa. Now, Dr. Kylie, do you like spa? I don't know if I've ever been to one. I just haven't taken the time for it. Yeah, so spa, a lot of times, it's a place where we rejuvenate and we think of the water it's relaxation, it's a peaceful place. And when I speak about resilience, spa, spa means stop, plan, and act. So we take those steps, and that's about those steps I describe in the book that we can actually implement on day-to-day basis. And the third step is to discover your macro why and your micro why. Now, we all have our big why, why we live, why we do what we do, why we wake up in the morning and uh, move on with day. But then also we have those little micro whys, things that pertinent in decisions on daily basis. So in my book, I provide those multiple steps and provide the workbook so then we can identify and work toward our personal success. 
I love that. And as an MD, you can speak to success of all levels. Okay. Let's get into the, the nitty gritty of today. You are an oncologist, GI oncologist specialty. But for those of us who hear the term cancer, whether it's in a family member, a friend, or a loved one, let's talk about what they're experiencing and kind of give this oncology 101 report. When you hear the words, what do they mean? What are some alternatives? What are some routes, options to take? The platform is yours. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Kylie. Cancer word is a shock. Every time we hear that word is literally is a shock. And I don't think there is one single person that actually have not been touched either personally through friends, neighbors, someone we know or heard about it. And uh, the diagnosis is very, very shocking. And obviously it's a lot of leverage needs to be done. We have different type of cancer. And it's important to know that each type would be different. For example, as of right now, we take cancer and we think of breast cancer, colon cancer, pancreatic cancer, lung cancer, and on and on and on. And a lot of times people hear one of the story and they relate to themselves. However, if we take one type of the cancer, for example, breast cancer, every single person will have a different type. So it's a completely different. So right now, one size does not fit all. So if we hear colon cancer, each person will have a different type of the colon cancer rather than attribute to all together. Why is that? Because for a long time, we thought that it's only one diagnosis. However, learning with new molecular platforms, we identify different mutation, translocation, and what it means, the cells, the cancer cells have a different genes, as well as we have different genes. And some of those cells that also have triggers that kind of kill cancer cells or prevent. So all of this mutation really develop a different personality. I call it a different signature of each cancer cells. So based on that, we have different treatment. It's a different way how fast or how slow the cancer can grow. So one message I would like to put that always please ask your doctor or read more information and do not attribute that to someone that you heard story. So each type of cancer would be different. Number two, it's a different stage. So overall, like as we know, it's about four stages for vast majority of cancers. It's one, two, three, and four. And each of them would be treatment different. So always ask or read or learn what stage we are. As well as over a period of years in the past, we had a very few medications. I remember in 1996, when I finished my medical school, we had about maybe 40, close to 50 <laughs> drugs in oncology. And right now, as an oncologist, you wake up in the morning, 
you look on the phone and you see what new emergent medication or what new was approved in oncology. So in the past, we had treatment only with chemotherapy, but over a period of years, right now we have immunotherapy, targeted treatment, as well as many different types. Now, what does it mean? If we take chemotherapy, what is chemotherapy? Chemotherapy, vast majority, it's a fluid, it's an infusion. So someone sitting in the chair or lying down and receiving through the vein infusion. Chemotherapy roughly goes and it kills bad cells and good cells. So the good cells recover and then the bad cells remain to be killed. Now, immunotherapy is a completely different. It's a new concept that we have, we discover uh, for the last 10 years. So it's a very, very novel, very new. And immunotherapy, it's when your own immune system activate. So we have immune cells called T cells, and those cells become stronger, they activate, and they go and they attack cancer cells. Now, the cancer cells also strong. So we take cancer cell and immune cell, and they constantly pulling and pushing and kind of fighting. So if we kind of untackle and unleash one of the mechanisms, then the T cell becomes stronger and attack. So we always tell that immune system activates. So that's what immunotherapy. Now, targeted treatment, we have a different, what we call receptor, a different signature on the cells. So we have a special medication that would be specifically targeted toward specific cells, receptors, or small molecules. Now, of course, if we look back, Dr. Kylie, for in the past, medical knowledge really were very slow. So we would learn something, you know, maybe every 10 years, maybe every five years. Right now, medical knowledge so, so fast that it's pretty much increasing. So we're learning something every single day. That's a lot to keep up with. Keep yes, pacing. I'm going to pause for a minute, see if I should come back to answer more questions. So keep going. No, I just want to recap as I was taking notes here. So the cancer cells have a different type of personality. I've never heard that before in that descriptive terminology. So I love it. And so oftentimes we get caught up in people's stories. Well, so-and-so had this and they were able to beat it or, or terrified and so-and-so had this and they couldn't or whatever it was. And, and so your guidelines of always ask your doctor, talk to the experts, don't attribute your story is going to be the same as somebody else's story. And then the whole idea of chemotherapy and immunotherapy and and immunotherapy, just knowing the immune system, we could go off on crazy tangents on on the immune system. But from from a cancer 101 standpoint, when somebody says, I have stage three GI cancer, or another example, because this is your alley, what does that mean? Yes. So some cancers uh, we can treat that we make it go away. And uh, gastrointestinal cancers, it's cancers of esophagus, 
It's located in the upper body. It's cancers of the stomach. Then pancreas. Pancreas, it's in the middle. It's kind of in the middle of the belly between liver and stomach. And then cancers of small uh, gut and a big gut, I mean colon, as well as rectal and liver. So each stage three would be different. So if we take, for example, colon cancer, colon cancer, we have, if it's stage one, colon cancer, if it's stage one, it's located in one area. So we can check it out. Stage two, it means within the colon, but a little bit deeper. And stage three means involved lymph nodes. So lymphatic nodes, the lymphatic system, it's in the local area. We still can check it out and remove with a surgery. And then afterwards, we can still aim for cure. Now that would be very different from stage four means metastasis, where it's traveled to different distant organs. So if it's a stage three, is it a colon cancer? We always tell patients that this is something we can treat. It still has chance to come back. However, we treat with curative intent. On the other hand, if we take, for example, pancreatic cancer, and pancreatic cancer is on the rise. In fact, uh, by 2030, we anticipate the pancreatic cancer, it will be number three or maybe even number two. So as of right now, it's really increasing rate of pancreatic cancer. So if we take stage three in pancreatic cancer, sometimes those tumors, they might not be resectable. We might not be able to treat with the curative intent. So we always recommend if you ask your doctor or read about it, that exactly what does it mean? Because every stage three would be different. Okay. I didn't even know those stages myself. So stage one, basically one area. Stage two, for example, it's within the colon, but it's a little bit deeper. Can't easily be surgically removed as stage one can be. Stage three is within the area, but it's also getting inside the lymph nodes as well. Stage four is now it's traveled and it's metastatic. Yes, it's okay. Oh, yes, a call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have an answer for why pancreatic cancer is on the rise? Exactly. So very interesting that you know in the past we always considered that average age of diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, it's around 70, 71 years old. And now, Dr. Kylie, for the past um, maybe 10 years, we start notice that in my clinic starts showing up this 30-year-old and 40-year-old and much younger population. So one, we don't know right now. We don't have a clear answer. It's a lot of research ongoing. Is it maybe because people live longer and then also, you know, develop second cancers? Is it something in the diet? Uh, Because the main risk factors for pancreatic cancer is diabetes or inflammation in the pancreas, as well as family history is very big one, and smoking. So we really, right now, we don't know. So this is a huge, huge area of investigation. So we all should stay tuned with all new research coming up. 
if pancreatic cancer is on the rise, what's already at the top of the food chain as far as rate of cancer? So for uh, cancers, it depends what population. So we check among females and then men. So as breast cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer, and then for men, it's a prostate cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer. But the most common is the skin cancer. So we always have to remember. But the good thing that a lot of skin cancers, uh, they can actually can be taken out and removed. But those are three most common right now. Breast, colon, pancreas, and um, skin. Yeah, skin's a big one. What would be some recommendations that you have and I never want to say like, do this and you won't get cancer because that's not the case, but ways to prevent or catch early, whether it's early monitoring and, and testing type modalities, then also what, what do you see from your end on the lifestyle standpoints that we can take action on? A lot of things we can take action but the most important, what I recommend, and we all recommend as an oncologist, I can tell, talk to your family. Even if we have some risk factors and we can modify our lifestyle, the very important, we have to remember that we can carry family genes. So by carrying family genes, this is something that regardless how we modify our lifestyle, it can really be big factor. So number one, one, know your family history. And if you don't know, then ask your doctor what would be actually main things, preventive measures. So for different cancers would be different approach. For example, if this is breast cancer, even if we look maybe uh, diet, exercise, alcohol intake, so all of those things important, but also regular screening and even with the regular screening, we have to remember that about 10% of mammograms actually miss breast cancer. So one, we have to modify, we have to remember about our regular annual checkups. So your doctor checkup, important. Ask your family is important. Then if we take from my perspective, like pancreatic cancer is on the rise, the smoking, is the big factor. So we always tell, if you smoke, stop. But if you don't smoke, don't start. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's one. Another one is very important, is diet. Now, right now, it's a gazillion of different trends in diet. We go left and right, we find a variety of diets. It's and, a billion uh, dollar industry. Yes, absolutely. So what we tell, we really have to be cautious. So the same diet would not be actually applied to all absolutely uh, people. For example, when someone has one type of cancer, we recommend one diet. In another type is another diet. And that also very important to maintain good balance between, you know, carbohydrates, fat, protein, so things like that. Then, of course, we always speak about alcohol intake. So we have to remember if someone has additional predisposition and, for example, changes as a heartburn, you know, we have to remember if we smoke, 
that also can actually influence and change aligning, aligning in the esophagus, our epithelium, and also probability develop cancer long uh, with smoking. So those uh, factors really important. So it's always diet, smoking, and control your body weight. Body weight is really play a big role. And we recommend exercise. And the exercise is 30 minutes, very active, strenuous exercise three times per week. So we're not talking about just walking around the neighborhood. <laughs> we really have to achieve that heart rate and uh, sort of do more active. So just walking is not considered. So 30 minutes, three times per week. One easy way to do those 30 minutes. I, myself, I love spin bikes. I have a spin bike and I got into spin bike classes while I was in school. That was like my stress relief. And I, so I got my, myself a spin bike, 30 minutes on a spin bike. That's a, that's a good workout. If you do like one minute high intensity, back off, go low intensity and just juggle it back and forth. Not only is that like a hit training type Avenue, but it's, it's good for the core, good for the legs, the butt, everything, lungs. It's excellent suggestion. Like that's exactly why we sort of recommend for everybody find your personal Yes. Applicable. Yes. So I hundred percent support. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Team. Don't yeah. just say, oh, well, I have to go to the gym for 30 minutes or I have to go running for 30 minutes. Like, there are other ways to get this exercise regimen. And, and in college, I played volleyball at SCU. One of my favorite workouts, call me crazy, but I loved it when we went and did stadium stairs. It was yes. just, it's just something that I loved. And so now it doesn't happen often, but when I can get an opportunity to go to like the near nearby high school on a coolish day or where it's like 70 degrees and go run some stairs, it just, it's a good workout and you can get that heart rate up really fast when you're running those suckers. Okay, let's finish up here. Is there any other cancer 101 type facts or tidbits that we need to know? I would say I strongly urge pay attention to your body. A lot of times we hear if someone young and we develop some symptoms, we always try to blame, oh, maybe I'm tired, I overworked, I'm busy with children, I'm busy with family, I travel, I did this, I did that. No, always pay attention to your body. And if someone notices any changes, that it's really important ask and, you know, call your healthcare provider and see and identify maybe needs to be done checkup. Because right now we really see a lot of young population. And when it's a young person, it always tells, it's not me. <laughs> so uh, one is pay attention to your body. And that's very, very important. So if anything, new symptoms, especially unintentional weight loss, a lot of times I see someone said, oh, I am so happy. I lost 30 pounds in two months. This is the biggest achievement. This is really red flag. How much does it take for us to lose five pounds? I've tried. It's a really, lot. really hard. It's a lot. So every time when someone notices that they've been trying for years and all of a sudden it's boom, it's such a good achievement. So really it's a red flag. Pay attention, check with your doctor. 
also, when we decide to do lifestyle modification, don't do just suddenly dramatic. Do it sort of gradually. Do it gradually as well as control your mind. A lot of times we attribute if we do certain exercise or we follow certain directions, it also depends on our mind and our mind always connected to the body. So those three things I would like to share. I love that. I had something in my mind, but it just left. So as we're concluding up here, oh, here it is. Colonoscopies. What are your recommendations for colonoscopies? So colonoscopy right now, um, it's one of the most important tests that actually can identify uh, colon cancer. As we know, the colon cancer in population more than 50 years old is actually declining. And we don't know, maybe because we've been doing great screening or other factors, but the colon cancer in younger population is also on the rise. So as the American Cancer Society and all uh, recommendations been changed last year because we start doing colonoscopies at age 45. So now it's 45 is a new 50. So it's very important uh, to do colonoscopy. Now, there are other tests to check for colon cancer, cologarden, different variety and very fancy techniques. None of these techniques as accurate as colonoscopy. So we strongly urge stay on the clock. And that's basically the guideline. Okay. And I thought about it again too, the other one. I'm really big into labs. So with regular blood work, whether it's like a white blood cell count or if it's an inflammatory marker, what could they identify as like, I really need to dive deeper into this. Any blood test uh, is so important. So if someone has a regular checkup and any changes in red cells, which is a marker for anemia, this is a red flag. Any changes in any cell count is important. But also, it's not the only factor. We see a lot of population that would have end-stage cancer really doing poorly, losing weight, getting at the end of life, and almost close to you know, hospice. And uh, we check labs, and they're normal. And I multiple, multiple times, I hear, doctor, but why are you telling me that I have such a poor outcome if my blood work looks absolutely normal? So having a normal blood work, it's not always an indicator because our body compensate, we are very strong, but any little tiny changes, I would recommend check. There is no specific test that would we would identify, let's say on a regular blood work. Of course, we have a different, what's called tumor markers, cancer markers, and it's a blood test. Now in this situation, they done under certain circumstances, Usually when someone already has diagnosis and in that situation, we follow up and check regularly. Okay, awesome. Well done. Be sure you go connect with Dr. Schaefer at Dr. Connect on YouTube. And I'll put the details in the show notes, but go to YouTube, search Dr. Connect and you will see Dr. Schaefer right there and join the movement.
And be sure to stay tuned for her book coming out, Success Strategy. Thanks, Dr. Schaefer. Thank you very much, Dr. Kylie, for having me. This is amazing. Feel empowered? Loved this episode? Help others find it by leaving a review. It's the best compliment I can receive. Then take your learning one step farther and discover what your normal labs really tell you by downloading the free cheat guide and register for the next three-day live challenge. Do it all at drkylieburton.com. Remember, there's a cheat guide and a three-day live challenge for those of you with medical background too. Take your practice beyond the diagnosis with your free downloads and challenge at drkylieburton.com. This podcast is sponsored by Systemic Formulas, Nutribiome, and Terra Consulting, Inc. Systemic Formulas is the supplement company I trust with my patients and family. Everybody can join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas Institute. Practitioners jump inside their Facebook group. It's called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. Once inside the group, search my name and you'll discover videos on labs, supplements, and business tools. It's all free see you on the inside. Are you a practitioner ready to up-level your online presence? Tara is your girl. She is a brilliant mind behind my entire platform, my practice, and the BTD mastermind. From writing the copy to building the technical back end of my website to marketing strategy, I highly recommend you let her take your dream and make it a reality, just as she did for me. Get started here at Tara Consulting Inc., Com. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G-I-N-C.com. Be back next week.